Welcome to Experience Means Business, a podcast by Adobe Professional Services. Get your bi-monthly scoop of digital trends, strategies, expert insights, best practices, and much more to keep you moving on your digital experience journey. Hi, Francis. How are you? Hey, Marianne. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, doing well. Really excited to talk to you about B2B marketing automation today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Great. So let's start by introducing ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So Francis Williams, I am a principal business consultant with the B2B marketing team here at Adobe Consulting Solutions. Um, and in terms of technology, really focusing on our Marketo Engage product. Fantastic. That's uh, you're just the expert that we uh, that we wanted to talk to. <laughs> talk to. So, I'm Marion Fraysen. I run the commerce strategy team. So, work with customers on finding solutions and strategies around the technologies that they work with. Let's talk about B2B marketing automation. Do you want to start by giving a quick idea, really, of what you come across with clients and what the problems are that they have and that we try and solve for them? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of key to the the solutions that we work on with our with our customers um, is really navigating how the buyer's journey has changed. So there's obviously huge benefits that come to us as marketers with all of these new digital channels that are available mm. for us. But you're kind of swimming through this sea of data and interactions. So really Aren't help yeah. then kind of create meaningful journeys based on that to understand the data that's available and, you know, the kind of old adage of thinking about how we can get the right content to the right prospects at the right time during that buyer stage. Uh, it sounds really easy, of course, but uh, then it usually isn't because you have to align so many different things in the organization as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, another thing that, that we see as well is, um, you know, misalignment of objectives, right? So mm -hmm. um, uh, particularly depending on the stakeholders that, that you're talking to. So when when we come in, we, we hear, you know, we want more leads, we want more leads, or we want more marketing qualified leads to pass to, to the sales team, or we want to prove the impact that our marketing activities are, are having on, on revenue. And we really have discussions around these metrics and really what is meaningful here. So do you really mm -hmm. want more MQLs or do you want better quality MQLs? Sorry, what's a what's an MQL? Sorry, yes, I should back back up. So, um, <laughs> let's let's skip the jargon. Yeah, <laughs> very specific to, to B two B. Um, so it's a marketing qualified lead. So essentially, where can we use all of this data that I referenced earlier and start to apply some logic and strategies around it to identify early buying signals? So based on mm -hmm. who the person is, are they the right seniority? Do they have the ability? to invest budget? Are we talking to them at the, the right time? Do they have the need? Versus all of those actions that they've done. So have they visited a key product page? Have they attended mm -hmm. a webinar? Um, have they filled in a contact us form? And then we develop strategies to score them and assess essentially their likelihood to buy before we pass them to the sales. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Of course, there is always so much data in any organization, but I can imagine, particularly when you're you're talking B2B, it's one step removed from the consumer itself and you're buying in bulk, high volumes. There's obviously going to be levels of seniority around the buying process. So how do you accommodate all of that in a proper pipeline acceleration process? 
Yeah, absolutely. And this has been something that there's been a real shift in the, the last couple of years. Um, so mm-hmm. previously, you know, B2B it was very focused on the individual within the account. And we right. had a holistic view of, of account-based marketing. So understanding what is the activity, not just on an individual level, but all of those different stakeholders that are part of the decision-making process. Then once we understand that within the account, that's really when we then get into creating these really customized experiences, tailored content to speak to the needs of each one of those stakeholders within the account. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love the whole aspect of customer behaviors and how you tap into that and how you accelerate growth using that insight, really. But to do that in real time is obviously the tricky part because you want to do it in real time and at scale. Yeah. So we one of the, the kind of core pieces of uh, a Marketo engagement is what we call life cycle. So many people will know life cycle maybe as a demand waterfall. So at Adobe, we align ourselves to serious decisions, demand waterfall. So a really commonly used methodology across uh, across B2B. Other people may know this as a buyer's journey, more commonly uh, kind of marketing it and sales funnel or yeah. a revenue model. Essentially, it, it all kind of does the, the same thing. And within these engagements, we have, let's say, a strategic piece. So we're working with customers to actually map out what are all of those steps and stages within your life cycle. And then there's actually a product component. So Marketo has what we call uh, a lead life cycle or for Adobe customers, this might be more commonly referenced as a a DDOM or a data driven operating model. And this is really central to to kind of creating those experiences. So it allows us to, to track the prospects through each one of those buying stages. We spoke earlier about this MQL and this this real yeah. buyer to want to, to be able to pass leads over to, to sales. So mm-hmm. a lifecycle can help us manage that handoff to sales. And then another key component that we work on in B2B is this notion of nurture. So yeah. how we take a cold inquiry and then nurture that to the stage of MQL, uh, getting them ready for a sales discussion and creating a lifecycle can then help you to then nurture people based on those specific stages, thinking about the type of content that's going to help accelerate the, the pipeline velocity. So that's the kind of top level of a, mm-hmm. of a lifecycle. And then I reference this kind of data-driven yeah. Sitting underneath that is the ability to then analyze the lead flow so we can understand how many people are flowing in to a certain stage, how many people flow out of a certain stage. Of course, yeah. time. Really helpful for planning as well. So myself in a previous life when I was a, a Marketo customer, I, I've used uh, Lead Lifecycle to help me identify where I have bottlenecks in my Yeah, exactly. System. I can imagine. Then, yeah, it's super helpful, right? So yeah. where do you have those little levers that, that you can pull? And then finally, probably quite t- t- timely, as uh, I imagine a lot of people are kind of going into to planning and budget phases, mm-hmm. really help mm-hmm. understand, you know, uh, how you can plan future lead generation uh, activities. Yeah, exactly. And of course, understanding then leads to growth, because if you understand why people are moving in or out of a certain phase or why they're dropping off out of that phase, which in the B2C world, we would call abandoned cart, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you understand that parameter very well so that either you can do something to reduce the number of abandoned carts or just find a way, a mechanism to bring those customers back to actually finish what they started. I I presume it's exactly the same in B2B. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's that that same principle of the right content at the right time to the right Mm -hmm. person. So identifying what they've shown us in their behavior and then planning our marketing activities uh, accordingly. Yeah, I like that the concept of nurture. I think that's, you know, that's what it's all about. It really helps drive the number of customers that complete that journey or life cycle, as you call it. But I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's daunting to think, how do we do this for all of our customers with a relatively small team? Oftentimes, you know, the marketing teams in B2B are not necessarily the largest teams. The sales teams tend to be bigger than the marketing teams. So what's the level of automation that we can actually bring to this particular nurturing of the life cycle and the customers within it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And you, you really hit the, the nail on the, the head there, Marion. It's one thing to create these methodologies, but then actually, how do we then implement that within, yeah. uh, within our, our marketing strategy? And, and this is really where automation helps uh, marketing de- departments to scale um, mm-hmm. their initiatives. So a really common uh, use case that we would implement with customers who were in the kind of nascent maturity is thinking about, okay, what does that experience look like when someone enters the the database. We have triggers that are available to us within the the platform. So every time somebody does something is created, uh, we can then add them to automate that journey to add them to a specific nurture. We have nurture programs in Marketo where you define the rules um, and this will then automate the journey based on the user behavior. So even those triggers, for instance, if I could just stop stop you one second, but um, even those triggers, they would not necessarily be like, oh, an alert pops up on my screen, I have to do something, but more that it automates even that, right? So based on a certain trigger, the system will automatically send out the next email or whatever has been devised. Absolutely. So what I always say yeah, to great. customers, what, what we don't want is we don't want that after we've implemented a, a marketing automation project, Project, that you're then spending a ton of time in the platform building journeys, building emails, <laughs> and adding, adding no, exactly. That you yeah. know we do that as part of the, the implementation. There should obviously be growth and development uh, of mm-hmm. the journeys. And then what we really want to see our marketing operations teams focusing on is analyzing the results, aligning with the sales team to, to develop that that strategy, and using the data that we're providing to, to optimize and then help reach those top level. Objectives we were talking about that could be maybe more MQLs, but hopefully we're thinking more about more higher quality and higher converting MQLs yeah. of the day. No, I love that. And it's obviously it makes the whole marketing effort so much more intelligent. So you save marketing dollars or at least you spend them where they are the most. They drive the best results. Right. Which is ultimately what's going to save you money and make you money in the longer run. Yeah. And, And in terms of what I'm curious about, because we now talk about the online B2B buying behaviors and experiences. But is this similar to what you would also see on the offline buying? channels? Yeah, absolutely. So whilst we consider marketing automation to to be a a digital tool, digital tool that helps you manage all of your marketing channels, and particularly Mm -hmm. within B2B, trade shows are hugely valuable, uh, regional and kind of field-led events as well. So we integrate the behavior and the data from offline events, and then that should leverage and inform your life cycle, your scoring, and your automated programs within, within Marketo as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was curious about because I think a lot of B2B companies are 
more traditional, although even that is changing very, very rapidly these days. They're catching up fast to their B2C counterparts. But it's always good to see that we're considering the behaviors for customers, whether it's online or offline, really, in the long run. You want to, to drive all of that. And in terms of that, the, the automation, it has an impact, really, not just on marketing and sales, I would imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely. So but what we're also thinking about is creating lifelong relationships. So how do we then mm-hmm. extend and amplify that life cycle? So we're not just talking about customers, but what's the next stage after that? So how do people become brand advocates? How do we continue yeah. develop and strengthen the, the relationship with the customers, either with renewals, cross-sell or upsell uh, opportunities? Um, so increasingly, uh, we have um, customers who are coming to us with use cases that sit within customer service, could be their customer success mm. channels. Um, we also so have customers that are not only thinking about marketing automation in the context of their external facing communications, but also how can they leverage the tool for internal communications as well. Nice. I like that last one too. I mean, yeah. as, a, as we, we, we talk a lot about, you know, it's always about people in the end of the day, whether you automate something or not, you don't have to lose that personal touch with your customer or that personal touch with your own employees. But I like the fact that it can be used in both ways. So is there something that you would like to leave as a final message with the audience who've been listening to, to you talk about marketing automation? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the kind of key takeaway is that successful marketing automation really exists at that intersection between excellent software or technology implementation, but leveraging a data-driven strategic approach to how you approach your customers, making sure that we're using that wealth of data that is initially a challenge to our advantage and creating meaningful, personalized and relevant experiences for all of the prospects in in our database. Yeah, I love that. That's a good message and a nice summary, actually, of the conversation we had, Francis. Thank you so much for that. I think we're at the end of our podcast already. It, it always flies by when you're it having does. interesting conversations. Do for, do for hours, Marion. But yeah, it's been a really interesting uh, discussion. Hopefully, will be some um, helpful tips for, for people who are starting to think about life cycle or indeed uh, marketing automation within their, their organizations. Definitely. And we welcome anybody reaching out to both Francis or myself if there is any questions. Thanks so much, Francis. Talk to you very soon. Thanks, Marianne. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let us know what you think by writing to us at infoacs at adobe.com. That's I-N-F-O-A-C-S at adobe.com. See you later for more.